Welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, we're pleased to bring you another great interview. We're going to be joined by multi-instrumentalists Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler, who make music together as the Rough and Tumble. We're big fans of this self-styled, teeny-tiny traveling folk band who've just released a powerful new album, We're Only Family If You Say So, which reflects on family, what it takes to be family, and what it means to lose it. It's a fabulous recording and an excellent interview, which is why we've decided to dedicate the whole of this episode to it. So settle down and enjoy. The Rough and Tumble, In Conversation, on Folk Roots Radio. But before we get there, from We're Only Family If You Say So, this is the Rough and Tumble with You Took Your Turn. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan. Thistle briars 
That's the rough and tumble with You Took Your Turn from their latest album, We're Only Family If You Say So. A new recording that's all about what it takes to be family and what it means to lose it. The rough and tumble are multi-instrumentalists Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler, who have been making music together since 2011. And in 2015, they decided to give up their home base to hit the road in a 16-foot camper van with just their two dogs for company, and have been touring almost all the time since then. Or I should say, until the coronavirus pandemic intervened. The Rough and Tumble are good friends of Folk Roots Radio. In fact, this must be the fourth or fifth time we've chatted about their music. They've also joined us in the studio to record a fun edition of our video show, The Sun Parlor Coffeehouse Sessions which allowed us to check out their trailer and meet their dogs, Mud Puddle and Magpie May. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Mallory and Scott back to Folk Roots Radio to chat about the new album. It's great to be able to chat to you guys today. Hey, thanks for having us. It's wonderful to be here. (laughs) I feel like I need to start the interview by actually finding out where you are. I know, obviously, we're in the midst of the pandemic, and so you're not touring, but I've seen you in two or three different places, I think, over the, the last few months. Uh, where actually are you now? Currently, we are in Tallahassee, Florida. We did spend the early part of the pandemic with Scott's parents out in California. And then we spent some time in Alabama and then South Carolina at people's houses they offered to us. The lowly folk musician. <laughs> Yeah, you know, people who who have a cabin out in the woods, they, uh, you know, they, they kind of just offered it to us, and mm-hmm. and it was it was a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since we live in a in a small little camper, it, it was great to kind of have have a space that we can spread out a little bit. Because usually the world is our living room, but um, as the world was closed, we uh, we could not do that anymore. Right. <laughs> Now, I know, you know, traveling all the time, house concerts are very much your thing. I, I should mention for our listeners that you, you're you both multi-instrumentalists. And actually, in a typical show, you will be surrounded by instruments. It's one of the fun things about catching a rough and tumble show. Not only are you not quite sure what's going to happen next, but it's amazing. They'll play two or three instruments at the same time. But I guess because you do so many house concerts, there is always the opportunity to meet lots of people who may have cabins in the woods that you can borrow and that sort of thing. I imagine you must have a little black book that you write all these names down in. I, I wish we had a little black book. Yeah, um, it, it's actually just a Google spreadsheet. No. <laughs> and memory. And memory. <laughs> well, I, I know, I'm sure there's a, there are a lot of people that are more than happy to, to help you out because this is a difficult situation for, for lots of artists. I mean, touring is your bread and butter right i mean if you don't tour there's no money coming in and with the way things have changed you know it's not so much about the albums you can sell it's about the shows you can do 
And it's a different animal with live streaming because anybody can attend. So whereas before it's a limited option of us coming to your town to play, now it's sort of we're always accessible. And when something's always accessible, you maybe don't make the make it a priority. We're also very worried about like wearing out our fan base, yeah. which is a, a very real thing when you're playing shows online all yeah. the time. Yeah. We 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 have some amazing fans though and um <laughs> you know who really do feel more like like friends and family at this point. You know, in the in the first you know few months of the pandemic, I'm thinking specifically of you know, a lot of people just they wrote to us and said, "Hey, can we pay you to like write us a song? Mm -hmm. And and so in the early days of the pandemic, we um, we wrote like 15 songs for, you know, for people just as it's kind of a way of, you know, making ends meet. And mm -hmm. I mean, we, we owe a lot to to the people who listen to our music and, and who have made it a point to uh, to stay in touch with us during the pandemic in this really <laughs> difficult time. Well, and I think the the fact that you are both so creative. I mean, you know, you, you know, when you committed to making music your life, and you know, actually, you know, deciding to to travel all the time, uh, you have taken your creativity with you, not just through your music, but through other things. And I gather, I think you've also uh, started doing some new things, haven't you, during the this time off the road? Oh yeah, yeah. Mallory has been making uh, books, like mm. getting like pretty far down the rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> it's a very deep rabbit hole. It's a very deep rabbit hole. M making the paper. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's, she's making all these, these like just gorgeous, you know, journals and, and, uh, and artist books. And uh, yeah. And books are not something that um, would have been my first choice living full time in a, in a camper on account of the weight, the yeah. extra weight. It is not, it was not a wise choice for a little camper living band. Yeah. Uh, I've been making a lot of kombucha at, mm. at home. Scott's been fermenting everything. I've been fermenting <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's business. We also just last week adopted a, a hamster that we we found in a glue trap. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a lot of lot of time just <laughs> spent with with little four legged creatures. <laughs> now I, I gather that this hamster is called Goo. Is that right? Yes. yes. And, and doing fine. I I saw the, the pictures on Facebook. and uh, Yeah, she'd made a full recovery. And uh, we made sure that she wasn't a wild animal uh, that we needed to release back into the world. And she is not. So now she is a teeny, teeny, tiny part of a teeny, tiny traveling folk band. <laughs> no, that, that's a, a wonderful story. And, you know, again, you know, if you... I, I would encourage everybody to follow The Rough and Tumble, you know, on social media and also check out their website at theroughandtumble.com because there's a lot of things going on. We're going to talk a little bit later in this interview about some of the other things you're up to, but we're here to talk about a new album. Now, uh, your last <laughs> album, Howling Back at the Wounded Dog, did wonderfully well. Actually, one of the songs, The Hardest Part won Americana Song of the Year at 2019's The Independent Music Awards. So uh, lots of great things have been happening for you over the last year or so, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they have. And, and we do have you to thank for for that award. Um, you you recommended that we um, that we submit and, and we did. And it was it was just such a welcome uh, a welcome thing to like we got the got notification in May we were in April, yeah. yeah, or in April rather. Mm -hmm. We um, right after all of our shows stopped, uh, right after we had to cancel this trip to Alaska, and 
Uh, I think we were filing for unemployment on that day <laughs> and it just wasn't working, but we got this email and um, saying that we'd won and it was just, it was, it was one of the brighter spots of the year for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Well, I was so pleased to hear that you uh, won the award for that album, the new album, which is We're Only Family If You Say So, is just about to be released. This is an incredibly powerful project, though. I want to give you a chance just to, to talk about it, because this really does dig into that issue of, of what it takes to be family and what it means to lose it. What I'd like to do, Mallory, is give you a chance to, to talk about why you wanted to come forward with a project like this. Absolutely. Um, this is this is an album that uh, that sort of takes a lot. It took a lot to gather the material, and by gather the material, it was not voluntary. <laughs> it was not voluntary. I feel like um, I, I've been struggling with a relationship with my parents for a, a lot of years, and have been, you know, we've we've been trying to grow and and be the best people that we can be, but also. Um, cast away those things that in our history have been very harmful and um, in growing as a person and in dealing with, you know, previous trauma, I had also been working on a relationship with my parents that they just were unwilling or unable at this time to reciprocate. And so it it came to a head in 2018, wherein I, I kind of laid it out and said, I, I just want to be your daughter. I just want to be loved by you. And they said, we can't, we can't do this. And so it was a, a very, um, it was staggering. And, the, and this album came um, sort of as a way to put together those pieces again. And when you lose your family, you lose, you lose your identity. Those, those roots are cut off. And so you, you wonder who you are. You wonder where you're supposed to go for holidays. You wonder, you know, a lot of things. And so this album is a lot of taking the time to recognize that not every loyalty is a loyalty you need to keep. And also the opportunity to recognize that family isn't always blood. It's not always who you're born to. And often most of the, most of the time, it's not who you're born to and, and finding healing and forgiveness, but also allowing yourself to be mad for a little while too. And um, I know a lot of people are struggling with the political and social climate uh, on how to, how to make those reparations with their family. A lot of families have not been able to sustain a pandemic and the political climate here. And we're now on the side of it where it seems more hopeful. And what I'm hoping is that, you know, with this record that we're not only making those internal repairs, but also to reach outward. And, and hopefully this record speaks to people in the same way that it was a healing process for both of for us. For both of us, yeah. Well, we started off with You Took Your Turn, which I think is the first track on the, the new album. Now, mm -hmm. this song, I think, was written just after you decided between you and your family that you were going to, to have a separation. Can you talk yeah. about writing this song? Yes, it was brutal. It was, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it came after a a pretty a pretty nasty email exchange, and we were, we were up in in Michigan's in the uh, Upper Peninsula, yeah, in the in the UP, at in this the, yeah. really secluded campsite. Um, it was beautiful, like it was just these beautiful surroundings, and um, and it and it was also incredibly lonely. Like we were just sort of out there on our own, and and we received this this message that um, that just sort of shattered it shattered our future or what like the kind of people that we thought we would be or the kind of family that we thought we would be. And 
and it took what do you think uh, about two hours we wrote this song and it and it was one of those songs that just felt like it felt like it came from somewhere further back than I could remember mm-hmm. and and as it was coming out it was coming out in a way that I remember at one point looking at Scott and him just sort of being astonished and being like oh well of course like I don't know how we haven't come across this lyric or this song before because it's been there all along and it was it was incredibly emotional and painful. It was physically very painful. We had to take a break and and take a walk and, Mm -hmm. and finish it up. But when it was done, it was a song that just kept, even now, when we listen, when we listen to the song or when we've been, you know, working it up for the live arrangement, it is still like, it still makes me like, I'm actually shaking a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a song. I mean, and we mentioned it in, in the song, it's, it's about, it's about singing and finding your voice. And uh, so often in, uh, in in relationships, one person tells you that your voice doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and 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 I think this this song in particular is is about singing and and about vocalizing and just using your breath and you know taking up space taking up space and um, mm-hmm. so that that's kind of kind of where it came from and there there are a lot of references to frogs on <laughs> on this on this record but but in this song in particular. Part of that is is that we we love frogs, but <laughs> the other the other part is that uh, when we were in Michigan, there were just all of these you know there's just this chorus of frogs uh, mm-hmm. happening, and and that that made its its way into the into the music as well. So I want to step back into the album with another track, and that's "You're Not Going Alone," one of the most powerful songs on an album of very powerful songs. I mean. Um, you know, we've just talked about You Took Your Turn and, you know, how, how important that one was to write. But uh, You're Not Going Alone, it seems to me, is a statement of intent, I think, moving forward. Can you tell us a little bit about this song? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's That's interesting that you say it's, it's a statement of intent because I feel like that that does encapsulate it a mm-hmm. lot a lot better as even where it sits on the record like you took your turn as first and it kind of just airs those grievances and then you're not going alone is sort of like this okay i was mad now what happened now what happens yeah exactly and i think when we wrote it we we wrote it in in this one particular way like like we knew what it meant mm-hmm. um and then the further we got away from it the further that we we didn't know what it meant anymore. Like some of the lyrics we were like, well, that's strange that we would say that or. Yeah. Um, like, like the, the opening lyric is you don't, you don't need to call me by my name. You can call out to the maple trees. They'll hear you just the same. And I think at the time I, I grew up with this really beautiful maple tree that I, I just have a very strong feeling about that was in, it was in my backyard. And at the time it was me saying, I don't have to go home in order to be home. Like I don't need to call it home in order for it to be home. Like the maples are everywhere. I can find them anywhere. But then the further away we got from it, the more we we thought, you don't need to call me by my name is, is kind of just this way of saying, you don't need to recognize me for who I am. You don't need use, you know, the pronouns that I've asked you to use or, you know, whatever that is in in a person's life, but I'm not going to hear you. So you may as well tell it to the trees because I'm not going to hear you if you're not going to recognize me for who I am. And we recently had 
somebody um, reach out to us who who said that they um, they had recently transitioned and and when they heard this song they said I don't know if you realize that you've written the trans anthem and and we were so delighted like yeah. it's it just like oh man we we just we were overjoyed because that is that is a common thing for someone to relate to to say like why won't these people see why won't they call me by my name you know and um it's it's been an incredible journey already. It's been an incredible journey with, with this song. Yeah, absolutely. You don't need to call me by my name. You don't need to call me by my name. You can call out to the maple trees. They'll hear you just the same. You don't need to call me by my name You don't need to eat what you've been served You don't need to eat what you've been served You can run out to the cornfield Bramble berries for dessert You don't need to eat what you've been served You can stand there stricken at your
Hi, this is Noel Paul Stuckey from Peter, Paul, and Mary, and if you didn't already know it, you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's the rough and tumble with You're Not Going Alone from their new album. It's entitled We're Only Family If You Say So. Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler from the Rough and Tumble are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio. I was going to say they're fixtures on this show, but we've certainly chatted a few times over the last few years from the days of, I think the first single they sent me was Teeny Tiny Folk Band, which I still love because it's got such a cute video that comes with it. Currently, they're down in Florida. They have been sheltering during the pandemic. The new album, though, was recorded in Nashville with Dave Coleman, who also, I think, produced the last two albums for The Rough and Tumble. Now, interesting, this album, I think you recorded in December of 2019. So uh, it's actually over a year year since um, it's been ready to go out. Can you talk about the whole process of of coming together with the album and, you know, working with Dave again? Yeah, uh, Dave, Dave has become a really good friend in the in the last four years that, you know, we did the last two albums with him. And we were just so excited to go back into the studio, but we only had like six days to, to do it. We're always doing this today. It's really, it's, it's kind of mean, actually. Yeah, the, it is unfair. <laughs> the first time we went in with him, I think we gave him nine days and then the second time we went in we gave him eight days and then this time we were like we have about six and a half days but we also have 13 songs so (laughs) (laughs) let's get to it um but we uh we brought in um a drummer from nashville a guy named chris benelli and a um a stand-up bassist from uh, minneapolis named taylor donsky Mark Herring played lap steel and uh, our, our friend Roscoe from uh, from Michigan played some harmonica on it. And it, it was just it was a it was just great fun to work with these other musicians um, who who we have a real appreciation for. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just it's making a record, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of diving in. And mm-hmm. um, and Dave keeps up with us step for step as, as soon as we say, I think I hear, you know, one sleigh bell hit. He's already setting up a microphone for it. So it's it, it was great to even though we had a very minimum amount of time. Um, I think we did everything we wanted to do on it. I think it, it came out exactly like we thought because we didn't have, I think we we really steered with our gut on this one, which we usually do. I think in the studio, we we usually try and just make a decision and stick with it. But this one more so, I think we just led with our gut and said, that's it. That's that's the thing we want to do and um, and let it be what it is. So, yeah. And, and I imagine the fact that you play so many shows because you're on the road all the time. I mean, these songs get road tested right before you go into the the studio. I mean, you're pretty comfortable with them before you get in there. You know, most of the time that's that's the case. With this record, we were working. You know, we we wrote the songs. With some of them, we finished them up kind of within weeks or months before we recorded mm-hmm. them. So none of these songs had actually been played out live before we recorded them. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, which usually makes us a little bit nervous but i i think you can you can look at the recording studio as as a place to document your your live um you know your live show uh you know just playing the arrangements the way that you would live or you could view it as as a place where you can experiment and um and kind of learn what these songs are about and i think that's what we did with with this record uh we're really pleased with with how it turned out we're um yeah 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 we're, we're excited 
I guess the fact yeah. that, you know, you only have a short time to, to make an album, though I, I actually kind of like that. You know, I, I don't like to people to have too much time to make an album because I mm -hmm. think sometimes the the ideas don't always coalesce the way they do. I mean, sometimes, you know, people can spend a lot of time on an album and create, you know, a masterpiece. Oh, but yeah. people can also create a masterpiece in six days, you know, by virtue of the fact that you're comfortable under pressure um, to try and, and bring things together. I'd like to go back to the album and play a track that is Canadian in some ways because uh, this is a, a song about Joni Mitchell. It's entitled Joni. It's interesting because it, it talks about the fact that you'd wish you'd listen to more Joni. And I didn't have the lyrics in front of me when I was listening to this, but it's a lovely song. But I wanted to give you a chance just to talk about the song, why you wrote it and, and what it means. We wrote the song about a week after we stayed for about a week in South Dakota, in the prairies of South Dakota. There was um, there's this couple, uh, the Worsings, who who asked us to just come and be on their property for a while and just see what what Gregory, South Dakota is all about. And we love when people do that to us. So we said, absolutely. And and we spent a week sort of getting to know that community. We played, I think, three different shows and we got to know them and, and what they're doing there. And, and what we found is that they are sort of in this, um, a very amplified version of what's happening everywhere. And that is the, the combating between the economy and people's health and safety and the safety of, of the earth. And what this couple in particular is trying to do is to mediate between the two so that um, the economy that is happening, which is almost entirely agriculture, can survive, but that the land can also survive. And so this song is very much that push and pull that everyone is feeling that we're watching in politics that, you know, that we feel in our daily lives. But it's also this call to, to remember that this isn't the first time we've heard about this, that this conversation has been going on for decades and well, more than decades. More than decades, yeah. <laughs> and and so it's it's sort of this call of that that we've we've been hearing this message over and over again and how long is it going to take before this message of we need to take care of each other and that means taking care of you know the least of these that means taking care of you know the chemicals that are floating around us and making sure that they're not getting into our bodies yeah i mean big yellow taxi came out in what 1969 1970 mm -hmm. like you know joni mitchell sings put away your ddt don't you know leave me the spots on the apples <laughs> Just leave me the birds and yeah. the bees. And, um, and it was actually one of my favorite songs growing up. My mom mm. and dad, like, let me listen to all kinds of stuff that they maybe didn't actually even agree with personally. And so um, toward the end of the song, too, it, it's sort of this reckoning of, you know, these messages are, are innate. And it's like that we are kind of born with these messages to understand how to take care of ourselves and of each other. And yet from a very early age, we're also taught by the example of, you know, of other people that the earth doesn't really matter and we're supposed to rule over it and how conflicting that is even as a, as a kid. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a very broad stroke for, <laughs> for one little four minute song, but that's, yeah, yeah, that's the heart of it. It's a great song. I, I love it. I'm, I'm hoping that this will also get to be a single down the road as well. The Rough and Tumble and Joni from their wonderful new album, we're only family if you say so. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Mm -hmm. 
didn't we listen to Joni And the song that she had sung She was crying for our apples Now we're crying for the spots On a long farmer gotta make a living Corporate gonna cut their dime Why didn't we listen to Joni Back when we had the time Why don't we listen to the red tail Why don't we go and let them fly Fails and won't make it through winter But it's not under hot side There's big business in the prairie And the commissioner's gone blind Why don't we listen to the red tail While we still have the time While we have the time Piper Hayes, 
You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's the rough and tumble with Joni from their new album. It's entitled We're Only Family If You Say So. Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler are the rough and tumble. Two fabulous people. They put on an amazing live show. I kid you not. This is, I think, the fourth or fifth time I've had a chance to, to chat with them about their music. Uh, they're currently in Florida because we are unfortunately still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, hopefully they will be back on the road soon. You've been keeping yourselves busy. We've already talked about that the earliest, the earlier part of the interview. How do you think things are going to be when you get back on the road again? I, I guess I should also preface that by saying, well, you've been living in one place or several places for quite a while does that mean you would ever think about maybe giving up the road and, and going back to, you know, having a home base and then traveling from there? Are you bugging our camper? That, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, we've been having, having that conversation a lot recently. Mm. We are really hoping that we're going to be able to get on the road uh, this summer and, and play some shows. But but we are talking about maybe maybe finding finding a place and you know, where we can store some, some of our stuff, some of, you know. Our... Yeah. All of Scott's kombucha scobies. Yeah. <laughs> <need> at home. <laughs> but yes, as I've been starting to create more as well, like the, the book arts, they, they take up a lot of space. And, and so we've been sort of, we're trying to find that balance of, um, of dreaming and of also remaining present. And I'd say that this is the first time in six years that, um, in our six years on the road that we have, have actually even allowed ourselves to dream that direction, not just because it didn't even seem accessible, but just because it wasn't, it, it just wasn't right yet. And now we're in a place that we're starting to, we're starting to dream that way, but we're remaining very fully present and, and, you know, sticking to our wheels on the road for, for a while longer. Oh yeah. And we're, we're just, I, I think after, after this pandemic, the first thing we, we want to do, go play some shows. Yes. Like, <laughs> Like we want to get out there. We want to see some people and see, you know, more of the country. We want to travel up to Canada again yeah. and, um, you know, do all these things that we, that we haven't been able to do because we've been just kind of sitting around, but yeah, we're, we're, we're eager uh, to get back. Well, out you've there. been sitting around. Yeah. You've been, you've been <laughs> doing stuff. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. You say that because, you know, there are a lot of us, I mean, you know, myself included, I mean, we've, you know, been, you know, I spend a lot of my life at, at home anyway, but in all seriousness, we, you know, I think this slowdown, you know, is a great reset. I mean, I love it when people say this is a great reset. Okay, how are we going to move forward? And it's not the first time that I've talked to a touring musician that said, well, you know, maybe I want to do things a little different. But I certainly understand completely the fact that you haven't been able to play some shows. You want to get out there and play some shows and have fun and you've got all of these yeah, new songs yeah. to do it with does that change you know th this new album does it change your live show at all i mean is the live show i imagine because of the you know the, there's just the two of you and you play so many dates there's a lot of flexibility in how you approach things i mean with an album like this and the fact that you know it has a powerful story to it does that mean that when you play live that you'll focus mainly on this at the you know and not necessarily on some of the other songs you've written? Yeah, that kind of remains to be seen. Usually when we put out an album, we just slowly start trickling in those songs, but um, but we're also constantly playing. Like we don't 
we haven't taken a break in the last six years until, until now. And so stepping out with this new album is a brand new album and it feels like a brand new start. And, and we're, we're working up all the songs. Our deadline is this Friday that we have to have all of them ready to go to be able to be performed in, in a live capacity. I, I don't know, like we tend to have, we have always been able to catch our stride in the past between, you know, keeping things light, but also being able to be honest and serious. And, and this album we've noticed has been a little heavier, but I think we can find levity in that. I think we can find, you know, joy in, in the darkness and in the chaos. And, and I think what we've always said is that we just need to be ourselves. And that usually goes pretty well for us. I mean, until it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask my parents about that, but otherwise it goes pretty well. (laughs) Well, you know, and I I wonder if there's a a take-home message from this. I mean, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, it's, I mean, you could look at this and say, well, it's heavy stuff, you know, when you're, you know, separating and from family uh, for a, a period of time. But I think also you realize that family is a very amorphous thing i mean you have your birth family and then you have the family that you collect as you go through life i would imagine that's something that's pretty important to you isn't it 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 is our like our our chosen family and and our friends have you know have stepped up in in ways that that we didn't think was possible um you know before before all this uh you know kind of happened and that the the album title "We're Only Family" if you say so goes both ways though. I mean, it goes to say that you know these chosen friends and family have have said so to us, have said no, you are our family. But we have also taken that step to say what's going on, like to be transparent in um, in our lives, so that they can also step in and help. I think it's a cycle of vulnerability that um, you know that we're really enjoying that you know that we're trying to embody as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, like open lines of communication is just, it's so important. And, um, you know, having difficult conversations is really important too. And we, we, we do hope that is one of the takeaways from, from this and um, it is something that people can, can relate to. No, that's great. I imagine in the, the meantime, um, you'll keep up with your live streaming, Double Americana. We'll continue. I got to say, I love the intro for that bit. Very creative. <laughs> <laughs> it always makes me laugh when I watch it. But uh, <laughs> Double Americana on Facebook and um, and then Ruffles and Tom Tums, which is your collaboration with your friend yes. Carter. Yeah. yeah. Ruffles and Tum Tums has, has kind of come to an end at least, um, but also a beginning, also a beginning. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have stopped doing the, the weekly comic strips and, uh, and we're, we're now working on, on a collected, uh, book. book of and also activity book, also activity book. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's still, it's heart is still pumping. We just are reimagining it. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. And then the nose flutes and all of the other wonderful merch that you've created. Selling over the like hotcakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, selling like hotcakes during a pandemic is, yeah. is more like it. Uh, <laughs> what can I tell you? The rough and tumble are a fabulous live. They're very engaging people. Mallory Graham, Scott Tyler. Visit their website, theroughandtumble.com. You can find them on social media. And yeah, one one of these days we will be out of this pandemic. We'll be having house concerts and I want you to come and do one for me. Yes. I definitely yeah. get on that yes. list. 
Yeah. We're going to hold you to it. Yeah. (laughs) We've got time for one more song. We're going to play Painter's Sorrow. Tell us a little bit about this one. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Painter's Sorrow is is the name of, of this beautiful flower that, uh, as, as story goes, painters were just driven mad because nobody could actually replicate its color. Uh, and we, we just thought that was such a beautiful mm-hmm. idea and, and one that... Um, is very applicable to us, where we're always trying to figure out what our relationship really is and how we can most perfect it and why are we always missing each other or, you know, normal relationship stuff. But, um, but then when you have two artists who are overanalyzing every moment of it, it kind of, you can get in your head about it. And so this song was just sort of us trying to take a step back from that. I think we were even potentially fighting at the moment. We were a little irked. Yeah, we were irked, irked, not fighting. (laughs) Yeah, and and it was one of those writing sessions that was just sort of us trying to evaluate us as we were also in the middle of us. And um, and it ended up being a a really fun song. (laughs) (laughs) It's always an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Mallory Graham, Scott Tyler, this is the Rough and Tumble with Painter's Sorrow from their wonderful new album, We're Only Family If You Say So. And, you know, I love that message, you know, that we really do need to try not to spend too much time living in the past and the future, but live in the present. And I know, you know, a lot of people don't like the present at the moment because we're in the pandemic, but we will never have these days again. And I think it's important to, to remember that. You guys take care, stay safe and well, and I look forward to catching you on the road again. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
tears are starting to run Let me get closer I wanna get closer And we are a painter's sorrow On a pale afternoon Wanna get closer Wanna get closer to you This is Kelly Z from Kelly's Lot, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. I like hanging with the folk. You are butterfly. Here we go. 
That's the rough and tumble with belly up. A wonderful song about gender inequality and breaking the glass ceiling. Wrapped up in a story about Great Lake shipwrecks. And that's all we can squeeze into this hour of Folk Roots Radio. You can visit our website at folkrootsradio.com to check out our extensive archive of interviews and radio episodes. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with one final track from the Rough and Tumble's new album. A song about finding new stories rather than just going back to the same old tropes. From We're Only Family If You Say So, this is Old Kentucky. Stay safe and well, everyone. And remember, if you want to support the artists we play on this radio show during these strange times, please consider buying their music, not just streaming it. I know they'll love you for it. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. I don't cry for your old Kentucky. I don't pine for your streets of gold. There's a road that doesn't want me, and a road that will lead me home. You can build your home by the ocean. Or beneath the white pine trees May your saltgrass grass blow free And your lilacs be sweet